This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, talkers. It is hump day. Thanks for hanging out with Lori and Julia. It is May 4th, so there's been a lot of Star Wars talk today, but we're going to get into another big movie that's coming out soon here, you guys. And there's some big news behind it, right? Tom Cruise. I text Julia last night. Tom Cruise is on James Corden. And I'm like, I'm already taping it. Yeah, already taping it. And we I don't know why I wasted my time. Yeah, and we had seen a photo on Lady Gaga's Instagram of Tom Cruise attending her concert in Las Vegas this weekend. Where some of our friends were and said it was phenomenal. Phenomenal. And uh, Lady Gaga let it be known that, uh, you know, and let it be known by she splayed out on the side of a a bomber plane with dog tags on and a ribbed white t-shirt um getting you know getting ready for coochie getting ready to be rumbled by the g-forces of the top it's definitely a sexual uh layout for sure very very much so and she is letting us know she's giving berlin a run for its money and she and tom did an instagram even though her song is going to be on the new soundtrack soundtrack, but tom could not be at cinemacon last week he sent a video of himself but yet he found time to do the backstage at the, you this know. This is what he does. Yeah, I we know, know this. He, do, he doesn't walk the carpet anymore. He did this at the Sag Awards. He does this at the Academy Awards. He has to drop in like it's unexpected. Like everybody is acting in the Tom Cruise <laughs> mm-hmm. play. Exactly. Oh, that's and that's funny. how it felt like mm-hmm. watching him on Corden last night. Like we were all part of the Tom Cruise play. So he was sitting on the couch with um, a woman who is in um, Top Gun Maverick. Who was delightful, but literally because of the stipulations around what you can even talk to this man about, you just. It's so boring. It's so boring because all he would talk about is how he did the training with the other actors so they could get the cinematography right with the G forces and flying fast. Uh, And I'm like, and then talked about it. And then James Corden, oh, this was just made me just puke. How many (laughs) licenses do you have? Okay. Now, there are, there's commercial, you have motorcycle. I mean, yes, there might be a half a dozen or so, but Tom Cruise, I got a bulldozer, I got a motorcycle, I got a plane, I got a ship, I got a this, I got, I've he's got like a submarine this, and I've got a rocket. Yeah, a oh, rocket. I mean, he has every you. license to yeah. every motorized thing. It was just nauseating but i will say he looked good he was good he's works on his body language his hair is nicely dyed and he's looking you know snatched and everything uh <laughs> good. back in the day he told playboy magazine mm-hmm. um that um making a um sequel to top gun would be irresponsible <laughs> yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's he's like all over the place, and and Roger Friedman gave us this little nugget, Julia. I really, I I I was excited to see him because I wanted to, 
I yeah. I do get into the charm of Tom Cruise. I do like there, him on the big screen. He's robotic now. But really, it wasn't. There was nothing. He gave us nothing. nothing. And I think he was supposed to be scheduled to be on Jimmy Kimmel Monday night. But for some reason, my TV didn't tape it or it just didn't air because Jimmy Kimmel had contracted COVID. So I think it might have been canceled. Maybe. But that would have been an interesting interview because Jimmy seems to figure out a way to get stuff out of people. Well, that's why I don't believe Tom Cruise would be on Jimmy Kimmel. Well, I was surprised myself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, the photo, you know, it's a nice blurry photo of Lady Gaga and Tom Cruise backstage. And she's the one who um, posted it, you know, uh, like she was excited about letting it be known that her song <laughs> called Hold My Hand. And apparently, so when Tom goes to Vegas to see her show, right? Um, last year... Tom Cruise commissioned Lady Gaga to write a song after seeing her in concert. And he already had hired another singer and a song and then fired that singer. And no one, everyone signed NDAs or whatever, but I don't know who this other person was. But Tom decided that Lady Gaga was the one to... Be his Berlin song. Mm-hmm. Okay, Take my got breath it, away. Got it. So we have the song "Hold My Hand," and yep. let's just take a listen to it. I love it. I can see him riding I a totally motorcycle see it. right too. It's gonna be a hit. And every '80s uh, movie had a big melodramatic oh, yeah. ballad oh, yeah. like this. You know, like "Take My Breath Away." Well, here's what else. So the soundtrack is coming out. May 13th, before the movie comes out in theaters, mm-hmm. there's another original song on it by One Republic, I Ain't Worried. And it also has, the album has, um, features the original music classic song, Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins. Um, they have Jerry Lee Lewis classic, Great Balls of Fire. They have um, different, it continues, uh, One Republic. I, that, I think that's kind of it. Yeah, no, they're counting. Yeah. Lady Gaga is counting on, you know, the, you know, she's got the ego. She looks Hold great. my hand. I think it's going to be, you know, we'll see if it's a big, huge uh, hit. But her energy is what he was looking for. And I would have been too. And if whoever I originally signed and then I met her, I would have dumped my original yeah. sign too because she's she's a talent. Yeah. Stay tuned if she's we can find out who that is. Yeah. Well, but I feel like uh, Hold My Hand has a hit. Written all oh, over it. it already is. I want yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it. I see it. But the soundtrack it's going to be competing against is going to be the Elvis soundtrack mm-hmm. because we already got word that Doja Cat is going to be doing something oh, with right. the Elvis soundtrack. We also have Casey Musgraves is covering "Can't Help Falling in Love," which yes. you know that song. Started as a soundtrack song for Blue Hawaii. Did oh, you know really? that? I didn't know. Yeah, that song was a soundtrack to Blue Hawaii, and it wasn't until Bob Dylan covered that song. Really? Okay. Yeah, in on his 1973 album Dylan, he covered this song, and then UB40 start or U2 started ending their Octung Baby. That whole concert tour, they would end with this song. Okay. Kind of like how um, the Killers 
started playing You're Just Too Good to yes, Be True. Yes, 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 yes. And then UB40 started doing that. So, like, a lot of generations, people know this can't have falling in love. The stylistics even had a disco hit with it in mm-hmm. the 70s. So, um, anyway, Boz Lorman is very excited about all these you know, real collabs that he had Absolutely. for this soundtrack. This is going to be good. Yeah. So, uh, um, well, we've got two. I, we love soundtracks. We've got two good we options. We haven't been able to buy any good, like, Grant and I were talking about it. We used to always buy, like, a good soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Loved it. But they're having, I don't know, it's harder and harder for people to get songs or pay the money to or play a CD because they're not encouraging and, and I feel anymore. like it was more common to always have like a single made for that movie yeah. like, like kind of like this one but they're not doing that as much you know and that's where you had to buy the soundtrack to get that song right. before yeah. you know all these iTunes and all that kind of will stuff will the offer be done airing by the time Top Gun comes out because Miles Teller plays Goose's son oh, in yeah. Top Gun and I want the offer to all be over with because I'm so buying him as this producer, Al Ruddy. Yeah, and he's he, he, I've seen the previews, and he's With got the little mustache. mustache. Ooh, goose. Little goosebumps here from that one. And Jennifer Conley is Tom Cruise's I love know. interest. Really? Yeah, yeah in, in, the, uh, oh. in the movie. And, oh, I was trying to get a personality pulse out of Tom last night watching. No, we got nothing. Nothing. Nope. <laughs> he, there's no personality pulse happening there. It's been completely replaced by Zenu. Mm-hmm. It's just he thinks we're interested in le- hearing all the how a movie's made and, and all the details of G forces and yeah. the light and the and how the cameras can be held and how the face. It's the is, ultimate deflection. So He's another one with the, the another one with the blinds down. Well, I know it's not good. We don't like it. You know, no, right. it's weird. Right, well, we're going to lift the blinds up and we're going to... Holly's going to give us some good dirt. dirt. We'll be right back. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hey, Holly. Good afternoon. Hi. Hello. Hello. Uh, let's catch you up with some of the latest happenings in Hollywood, including the attack on Dave Chappelle at the Hollywood Bowl last night. That was wild. Yeah, so Dave Chappelle was attacked on stage last night by a man who ran up and tackled him during a set that he was doing at the Hollywood Bowl in Los Angeles. So this was uh, a part of Dave Chappelle and Friends show, which is part of the Netflix is a joke festival. So these are a series of shows that are happening throughout Los Angeles in the next week. Comedians doing their thing. Oh, wow. Yeah, including Dave Chappelle at the Hollywood Bowl. So in a video that was posted to social media, you can see a guy running onto the stage Going right into Dave Chappelle, security officers raced to interview. Now, the Los Angeles Police Department confirmed that this happened, telling NBC Los Angeles the man was armed with a replica gun that could eject a real knife blade when discharged correctly. Oh, my God. Isn't that horrible? Now, it's unclear if he made an attempt to use that weapon, but this guy, who has been identified as 23-year-old Isaiah Lee, has been charged with felony assault with a deadly weapon, and his bail is set for $30,000. Well, and you know, the, it, all, he came so many celebrities, from a VIP yeah, area, so, many, so they're going to have to tighten right. up their VIP stuff, and so who they're many, letting in because that's where they, this guy came from, right? 
Yeah, he jumped on stage and attacked Chappelle just uh, as he was about to leave. So it's like, I'm getting up from my seat. Er, Going to go right up on stage. And then who came up to stage? Who came up there? Oh, Jamie Foxx. And what did he say? Well, no, I, what did Chris Rock say when he came up on oh, stage? Oh, was Chris Rock no. that came up? Yep. Because he'd performed earlier? No, he was in the audience. Oh. He was a performer earlier. And what did he say when he went up on stage? I don't know. <laughs> you guys don't know this? Oh, this is awesome. Oh. This is great. He said, was that Will Smith? Oh. <laughs> Deliver you, the punchline. Did yeah. you? Yeah, totally. And then Jamie Foxx comes up on stage and was trying to get the guy. Oh, I mean, it was kind gosh. of a who's who's of everybody at this wow. thing. But I thought that was kind of bad news for uh, Will Smith. All right. Yes. <laughs> so there you go. Coming in with the comedy. Well, Dave Chappelle appears to be okay after all of this. And not a lot of people got this on camera because I believe during this uh, taping at the Hollywood Bowl, a lot of you had to hide your camera away mm-hmm. and it had to be in a little baggie and you had to promise not to take it out. Yeah. So footage is shoddy at best of all of this. But yeah. And that's what was happening in L.A. last night. Not good. No. Uh, Ray J in the news today claiming something that I that maybe we already possibly knew or perhaps we maybe assumed. He's claiming that Kim Kardashian and Kris Jenner were in on the sex tape leak. I, haven't we known this forever? Yes, we have. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I, it has not been confirmed by Kris, Car, uh, Kris Jenner and uh, Kim Kardashian, but Ray J is claiming that, yes... Kim and mom Chris partnered with him to release their sex tape in 2007. Now, doing a new interview with the Daily Mail, yeah, probably got paid a little bit. Yeah, there. riding on the coattails for wearing the Marilyn dress, bringing up yeah. the interest in the sex tape. Well, okay, now, Ray J, we see you. Well, now to be fair, the Kardashians are leaning in onto the sex tape in their new Hulu series. Oh, they the are. That's okay. why it came up. Yeah, yeah that's that there was another sex tape oh, out there. For yeah, loud. so that's part of the narrative that's of the so TV pathetic. show. That's how little they have to go on in their new show. Is that they have to go back to the old stuff? Yeah. Yeah. That's really bad. <laughs> you know, in the new series, in the fr- I only watched the first episode of the Kardashians on Hulu, but they essentially conveniently reset Re- the stage yeah, so that you remember who all of these people are like you forgot. Oh, you know what? That's a really bad sign well, right there that that's what they're having to mine. You know, at this point, the Kardashians, their reality series over is- on Hulu it's, it's irrelevant. It, well, it's irrelevant, and, and essentially, it's just an advertisement for all of their business ventures right. on social media. You know, when it premiered in 2007, there was a lot going on in reality television. Now it's like just kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. well, we already we, know all this. Yeah, stuff. we already know all this stuff. Now, Ray J said, "I never leaked anything, and I have never leaked a sex tape in my life. It has never been a leak." Oh, because that was the storyline yes. that they were yes. showing that that Kanye yes. had swooped in to say, "This is so pathetic." <laughs> It really is bad. Ray J continues to... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. 
with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The Daily Mail saying it's always been a deal and a partnership between Kris Jenner, Kim, and me, and we've always been partners since the beginning of this thing. Now, there are also, I mean, if you want to go back into the rumor mill concerning Mm -hmm. Kim Kardashian, Ray J, and his family, there are rumors that way back in the day, Kim Kardashian used Ray J's mom's credit card and racked up a six-figure bill on it. So there's a little drama there. Oh, wow. I mean, it just, you know, it goes back. It really goes back. They dated from 2003 to 2006. That's a long time. Wow, I didn't know it was that long. Yeah, so they were quite a thing for some time. All right. Yeah, well, believe it or not. And he wants to sell some more tapes. Yeah, exactly. I'm just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, get those sales numbers up if you you get a percentage of that. Kaylee Cuoco has a new boyfriend. Who? Ozark actor Tom Pelfrey. Oh, he's the guy who plays Wendy Bird's brother. So they confirmed their relationship on their respective Instagram accounts, doing a little smooching, doing oh, a little hanging I wonder, out. I wonder, because he's also in Outer Range. Yes. He's the brother in Outer yes. Range. He's kind of an interesting character actor. Oh, well, it seems like they're having a fun time hanging out, using some old school 90s filters on their photographs. Mm, I wonder how those two met. Uh, you know, I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Well, you know what? She's trying an actor this time instead of an animal person. There we go. Mm-hmm. Or a tennis player. Yeah, or a tennis player. <laughs> exactly. Tennis player, then a horsey guy, uh-huh. and now this one. Yeah. We shall see what kind of sports uh, this guy is in. Now, I know you guys talked about this during Hollywood Speak just a little bit, but Kim Cattrall is talking to Variety. Yes, I know yeah. it. I wouldn't like that storyline of Samantha getting um, ding-dong pictures from Brady either. Come on, you can do better. Thank you. And that's what Kim Cattrall told Variety Magazine. She's sitting down doing a new in-depth interview with the publication and telling why she said no to doing more sex in the city. And one of the big reasons why is that producers had a storyline concerning Miranda's son, Brady, sending Richard pictures to Samantha. Mm -hmm. And she was like, no, I don't want that. Now, she did have an idea that her people were pitching the Sex and the City writers that Samantha had to sell her PR company to like a Mark Zuckerberg type of person. And she's like, that would be like an actual dramatic storyline concerning my character. Yeah. But apparently that wasn't going to fly. And essentially that the third Sex and the City movie that never got off the ground is the continuation series and just like that. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Of which she was never asked to participate in. Mm-hmm. She said, I was never asked to be part of the reboot. Kim Cattrall said, I made my feelings clear after the after possible the movie. third movie. Oh, okay. And she said, so I found out about it like everyone else did on social media. Right. Yeah. But she's totally fine saying no. And yeah. she's doubling down on that. I didn't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And in fact, my character was being disrespected by the writers of this series. Yeah, well, that whole Brady, I mean, that whole season was just so lame. It was like only 10% good. And just like that? Yeah, it was just painful. Julia, did you watch the whole season? I liked it. You liked it? Mm-hmm. I hope it's better for the second season. I do, too. I yeah. mean, I really, every, I hope, of course, but I, I did. it didn't, it wasn't horrible. 
But it wasn't memorable either. Well, I know. (laughs) The optimist attitude was like, this next episode's going to be better. That's what we kept hoping. We kept hoping, and it was just so grim. Ah, yeah. That's that's what bothered me about it. The uh, the original was, you know, wasn't grim. Right. It was a situation comedy. Like yeah. it, it was pretty light, fluffy, airy, all those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Mike Myers said that he's uh, totally down for a fourth Austin Powers movie. He told uh, Sirius XM, he said that he would, you know, he said, I can neither confirm nor deny the existence or non-existence of such a project. Should it exist or not exist? So we were going crazy. He didn't have this conversation on the late night that <laughs> you saw him on the couch with him. Yeah. He was no, like, I, I don't seen... remember him talking about this. <laughs> no, because he didn't talk about this. Now, Mike Myers <laughs> added that he would love to do a follow-up to Austin Powers, uh, but, you know, he's... He's wasted so much time. Why didn't he do this years ago? You know, I... I, I he, didn't he have some issues? Well, yes, he Mike did. Myers mm-hmm. was a Krabby Pants. Here's okay. the Krabby Pants really story was. of Mike Myers. So Mike Myers was supposed to do a Dieter movie. He stormed off of that. He got sued by Universal oh. to settle that suit. He ended up doing the Cat in the Hat, which was a big bomb. Then he kind of took a break for 20 years, but he's back with the Pentaveret on Netflix. There we go. <laughs> There's All your right. story. You know Thank you, Holly. Oh, yeah, the bye. Mike Myers lifeline. Yeah, I love really. that. <laughs> Oh, right. good. Yes, thank you, Holly. All right, what is happening, Grant, with the traffic? Well, we've got a lot of accidents to talk about and not Your enough voice. time. Oh, no. <laughs> I did like that violent Femmes yeah. blister in the sun throwback song. That was good. Yeah, I played that for you, Lori. Thank you, thank you. Okay, so, you know, with the Met Gala just happening the other day, um, it was, uh, and then I, I told you I got the Anna biography, you know, this new unauthorized Anna Wintour biography. And one of the stories that led me to thinking this would be good for Vintage Scandal today was that on May 21st, 2002, so about a month before we started our radio show, Julia, Women's Wear Daily reported that the devil wears Prada Ramona Clef book yeah. uh, had sold to Doubleday for $250,000. And the following year, the book comes out. We have Lauren Weisberger, The Devil Wears Prada, for the book, one of our very first book club picks. Cool. And, and Donnie had booked it. I know, but she's out how, related to someone we know from here. Yes, My we mom's had it. Best yes, we had a connection. We have a serious connection. Yeah. I serious? forgot all about that. That was like one of our very first books. Cool. And it was a huge, and, yeah. huge book because. Um, you it know, expo- it, 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 it was supposed to, it didn't say it was about was. Anna Wintour at Vogue, but it was about this Miranda Priestley at, at Runway. Right. And, and, um, and, and in this book, Anna, that this, uh, that, that's just out, apparently when Anna Wintour learned about the book, right. she said, I cannot remember who that girl is. She didn't even know which one of her assistants. assistants. Could have written sure. the book because well, it felt like they went through them fast. Yeah, because uh, um, Lauren Weisberger, she only worked for nine months in at at the Vogue offices, right. and um, so the first week of February two thousand and three, the Devil Wears Prada is published. All signs pointed it to being big. 
Lauren yes. was on the Today Show. The first print was 100,000 copies. You get a phone call from your friend who's, you know, my this is yeah, my granddaughter. Yeah, yeah. And Wendy Feinerman, the producer who optioned it for film, was known for producing Forrest Gump. Because uh-huh. the, the movie rights sold right away. And yet Lauren, while she was talking up her Vogue work experience in the press, she just kept saying to everybody, it's not, you know, I'm not Andrea Sachs and Miranda Priestly isn't Anna Wintour. Nothing is based on her. But in a profile by the New York Times media columnist, Dave, the late, great David Carr, that ran oh. shortly after the book came out, Anna had told him, I always enjoy a great piece of fiction, and I haven't decided whether I'm going to read it or not, meaning the book. Yes. And But along with many of her colleagues, Anna did read it. I know Anna read it, and she was sort of bemused by it. She wasn't offended. She wasn't bothered by it at all. Another friend, William Norwich, this is all coming out of the Anna book. Yeah, okay. Agreed that Anna didn't really care about the book, even after it spent six months on the New York Times bestseller. Um, Anna has been known to say to friends, I'm so bored by me. This is one reason she doesn't ever plan on writing her own memoir. She doesn't want to stop working to deflect. Okay. And in May of 2005, when the news broke that Meryl Streep would play Miranda Priestly, the Anna character in Devil Wears Prada, the director was adamant that he wouldn't take down Anna Wintour because she does extraordinary work. And it's she's a love letter to women working in the working world. And he wanted to portray the sacrifices that women have to make to do this. So the studio insisted, okay, we'll go along with this. We're going to go along with the party line. This isn't about Anna Wintour. And Streep insisted, oh, no, this isn't based on Anna Wintour. And she said that she actually based her character on her experiences with Clint Eastwood, saying the fact that Clint Eastwood never raised his voice and okay. Anna Wintour never raises his voice. That's how she found parallels. Okay. But no matter what the director said, no matter what Meryl Streep said... The consensus in the public was it's, it's Anna Wintour. Listen to this. Okay, They had such a deep fear when they were filming this movie. Designers... We're afraid to lend clothing to uh, costume designer Patricia Fields of Sex and the City fame. Um, they couldn't film at the Metropolitan Museum of Art or okay. Bryant Park, where Fashion Week used to be held, because people were afraid of pissing off Anna. He couldn't film at the Museum of Modern Art because people on the board were afraid of her. The ball scene had to be filmed at the Museum of Natural History because oh, it was wow. the only museum in New York that didn't have a fear of Anna Wintour. Okay. She had no influence. When that movie premiered and it came out three years after the book came out, she attended, Anna attended a special screening at the Paris Theater in New York with her daughter, her then boyfriend, her son, and she wore Prada. I love it. To that. Clever. Very clever. And um, she uh, apparently has a habit of dashing out of plays that bore her. She stayed through the whole thing. Her daughter was overheard to say, Mom, they really got you. And the impact that movie had on her image 
was incredible because at the end of 2006, she's one of Barbara Walters' most fascinating people. Right. She becomes a mainstream celebrity name, like a Madonna or a Cher. Yep. You know, known by her first name alone. And, uh, you know, it actually helped her star power. And Lauren Weisberger, you know, never... Anna never even knew which girl she was. Which doesn't surprise me, but it was interesting when you say that the director of the movie didn't want to, you know, really wanted to get the edge like it's what women sacrifice to work. Because you really felt that. You had empathy yes, for her character. In very that, much so. Especially in, in when they were in at the Fashion Week in Paris. Yes. I mean, you, the way it ended, you had a lot of empathy. For, for the loneliness. A, a, for the loneliness of a dro- a woman's drive and her sacrifices yeah. of the children and everything else. It, it, I really thought, yeah, she, you know, you didn't come off. It's iconic character. It, it, Cause it, you did it. It, it, it actually not, it, brought her up. I think so. Yeah. It brought I mean, her up. It was interesting, you know, and there's going to be a musical. It's debuting in at the Nederlander where you saw Cher in yes. Chicago. Oh, Elton John is doing the lyrics. It's the Devil Wears Prada. It's having its fun. That's this summer, and that's a beautiful theater. Before beautiful it decides theater. to go to Broadway, so right. we'll see if Devil Wears Prada makes a good musical. But um, I kind of like that we're finding out some of this behind the yeah. scenes from this Anna book. And because how it's she, really funny because it was one of our first books, Laurie. That and um, it was Julia and the it was an outstanding adventures of the Hunt Sisters. Yes, those and were it, the first two, and it was really like a big darn deal because yeah. that book was Huge. it exploded, kind of a chick lit, if you will. It did in a way because like the fashion and yep. it, it just and made then it the fun. Nanny Dyers came out, and then we had kind of these expose and New York posh society. Yes, yes. Oh, so. fun. Well, I just, of course, have been on Lauren Weisberger's. Um, and she's continued she's to write. She's got a book coming and out, and I'm and I, we're going to have it on in in July. Yeah, but you know, it's kind of like uh, we fast. That I like knowing about. But really, that is. Um, remember, she wrote "Chasing Harry Winston." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's and she was told, you know, you're not a very good writer, right? and she kept trying to get a. She really took the job because she had a good degree and walked into Vogue and was from the right family and looked a certain way, but she didn't impress anybody there. And um, but she continued to, you know, she quit. She was like, "I'm going to write what I know." She took a writing course, and her teacher was like. Right, what you know, where have you been for the last nine months? And she's like, oh, I'm working at Vogue. But mostly getting coffee and right. hanging up coats and, you know, not doing... It's really, it's... it's, it's I, I it's love that movie. That's piece one that back. I keep watching with Stanley Tucci yeah. and, you know, Emily Blunt. That movie yeah. always works. I saw it with my dad the very first time. Yeah. He loved it. Just kind of fun That's to revisit that. That's a good one. That's a good one, Laura. All right, like listen, we'll be right back. Post Malone's going to have a baby. Oh, I heard about it. I love Post Malone. He'd be a fun dad, don't you think? Oh, wonderful. I think he'd be fun. Yeah. Wonderful. And he kind of just said that he was in a dark, sad place lately and um, is really excited about starting his new family and this woman that whoever she is that he's with. So I just he's happy. Yeah. yeah, he recently too. Like he did a video for this principal. Did you guys see this story? Like last week? No, tell us. So there was a principal that passed away at the age of forty nine, and he was beloved by all of his students. And he was the biggest Post Malone fan. Like he would do all kinds of different 
Post Malone songs, mix-ups in like the announcements, like the PA announcements for school. So a bunch of teachers and students reached out to Post Malone's people, and Post Malone did a video and like this little mashup thing for him for all the students. I mean, he just seems like a good dude. Yeah, like he, I hope he, he doesn't disappoint me because he's I, one of the guys that I just, I, he, I like him. Okay, so, I well, first of all, he puts on a great concert, according to my son. Yeah. And I, I think he's a good guy. I feel like he's a good guy. Yeah, me too. Always tired are the tattoos, the first face tattoos under his eyes. <sighs> Always tired. Yeah. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Yeah. That, 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 I... He's going to regret those tattoos oh, later in life. I don't know. I feel like people oh. just go all in. Yeah. But I when saw that's... like a fancy, what did I see with tattoos? Like you got to, um... Oh, some promotion for some company was doing, you know, buy one of these and you get the free tattoo. Mm-mm. I haven't seen that before. How about uh, Pete getting Kim's kids tattooed on his neck? It's ridiculous. Oh, Don't ever tattoo anyone's name but your mother's. It's a, it's a curse. Your own it's children like, yeah. and your mom's. Yeah, yeah, it's really, it's bad. It's just a bad, uh, it's bad juju. juju. Exactly. It really is, yeah. you know. Sets up for disappointment. Usually. Yeah, I know it. I know it. Drew Barrymore invited Britney Spears to be on her show for her first post-conservative Ooh. interview. No, she Drew won't. Barrymore. That's not going to happen. But you know what? I like that she's trying because she is trying to get off the 350,000 viewers that she has. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just then stayed right there. Yeah. You know? Well, here was her connection with Britney is that they um, go way back. They, well, um, let's see. She invited Britney saying that she would like to have an open air talk with her. We have a unique we would have a unique conversation. She told Variety this because they were both. There's not young. a ton of us out there who have pub- publicly lost our freedom, mm-hmm. had breakdowns in front of True. everyone, became punchlines and fought our way back. Yeah, True. I think good connection. Good for you. Yeah. You know, listen, it, Drew is hanging by her talk show threads. Yes, she is. And good for her for digging the nails in and keeping it going as long as she can. Well, I mean, it's only she's only been on this like things early third season. (laughs) Nail beds. Yeah. Did you say nail beds? No, get her digger nails. I would I would like it if it was nail beds. (laughs) Something like that. that But she does have a point about about relatability. They both because she was but you know, but a little different. Yeah, the I don't same, know. Same, but not the same. Yeah, we want her we to want do more. It. We want, we want Brittany to be absolutely ready to talk, and I feel like that she can't be ready to talk on Drew Barrymore's tight. You know, hanging by her nail. Yeah. 
beds beds <laughs> um, mm-hmm. to her talk show the mm-hmm. the number of time yeah. like right now uh, I thought it was interesting Michael Rappaport is hosting Wendy Williams yes. this week and oh he's in okay I I get the you biggest like him, kick right? out of, I get the biggest him. kick out of him but he did not mention yesterday when he did his Met Gala recap about Wendy being at a Met oh, Gala he did party it. he did it saying that her show was going to be back. And, you know, because whoever produces that That show, show, they no longer have a relationship with Wendy. Wendy could go and have a new relationship with another production company and come back. You're right, Lori. Yeah. So... What happens when she does that? Does she take her name with her then? I mean, yeah, I she guess so. It. Yeah, I guess so because you know they it's that production company that she no oh, longer yeah. has a deal with. Yeah, interesting. I just thought so do of they, that. When they go on, though, still say if Michael's they call come, it the Wendy Williams sure, show does he come because out and say how you doing, how you doing, <laughs> and they still use her signature things because the contract okay. is like July to July okay. or uh-huh. the end of June or something like that. So there's a contractual right. period of time, and then you know uh, when she would go off on summer renewal, the show Bloom House Productions or whatever the name of the production. They have a deal with Sherry Shepard, and it's going to be called the Sherry Shepard Show. So, theoretically, the Wendy Williams Show could show up somewhere it else. Could. Yeah, it could. I mean, Nick Cannon is going off the air, right? And you know, so I don't know, but he did. Michael Rapaport did not bring up Anything. that okay. Met Gala gossip because I was just because like, that was pretty fresh gossip. I mean, that was good to see. I mean, we all saw it, and and normally yeah. he's like been In very. Hey, Wendy, how you doing? We can't wait to welcome you back. But I noticed nobody says that anymore oh, okay. ever since they announced the Sherry okay. Shepherd taking yeah, over. Lo- Good little like, inside scoop. It are. looks like based on the contract that they just signed, this was as of April through 2022, it's still going to be called the Wendy Williams Show. That's and then right. that's where it's going to end. end. Good call. Yeah. Through April 2022. Right, no, May? Yeah, well, yeah, no, through the whole year of 2022. Through the whole so year. So coming next year, we'll probably see that change that you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, anyway, okay. anyway, but Michael Rappaport is very, I kind of do get a kick out of him. Oh, is, he's a lot. He is a lot. He is a lot. That is a good That's way. That's a of, great. That is great, Graham. Just like Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly, they there are, are a lot. lot. Yeah, you know, yeah. making the vampires really upset. Ugh. You Kim know. Kardashian and Pete Davidson are a lot. They're a lot. They're real super thirsty, yeah. and yeah. that's why, like, uh, you know, I have to defend my Benefer 2.0 because they just. Thirst when it suits them. Isn't they're that the beautiful? real deal. Yes. Isn't that beautiful? Like you said earlier, they're just sitting back, taking their time, finding a home, getting everything planned out. While well, all this chaos is going on, and they're going to reemerge just perfectly come yeah. like a month or two from now. Yeah, midsummer I mean, or something. Chris Jenner was actually like, they're even doing the story. Fourth time's the charm. Nobody has ever said that except my sisters. <laughs> Okay, did did both of them? Did no both both of them? Both of them been yeah, no, there times. is a tease coming up with the Kardashian. The oh fourth time could be so. Yeah, I you saw guys, that. Yeah, you mm. guys, and we could write Nobody this stuff. Nobody has ever said that except, except my sisters. sisters. Her mom both used to have a had a sweatshirt embroidered, Grant, yeah. with the names of all of her thirteen 
um, former son-in-law. Son seventeen. It was like there's seventeen, 17 yeah. and there's only three girls. But there were three girls on the other side on her oh, husband's okay. side. But I your side's responsible for twelve. Well, yes, there was a, a <laughs> proportionate. Casey's number thirteen. Can you imagine if they all got together for like some sort of oh, no. reunion together? That would be oh, no. drinking beers. No, that would be kind of an oh, interesting. That would be it. an interesting be a fly reunion. On the wall, right? I know it. At least there's more people on the alive than dead side. Oh, that's, that's good. good. Yeah. yeah, that's real. Good. You know. Because really, I think there's only been one old husband in the group. Oh, yeah. Where my sister married somebody 28 years older than she was. Oh. When she was young. Ooh. That feels a lot older. That does. That's way. Especially when she was a lot. That is a lot. When you're 24, it's yeah. a lot. But he's a 50 year old. He looked like Sean Connery in, in Bond. He's I can see the looking lust, guy. You know, yeah. 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 But. Mm. He did. Yeah, I guess. I, whenever I tease my I sister about him, I go, well, you were married to Bond for a half second. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody can take that away from you. Nobody can. Oh, my gosh. All right, everyone, have a great night. We'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.